Good morning. Welcome to Earthmakers, spiritual care for real humans. My name is Joey. My pronouns are they, them, theirs. I am a recovering addict and the grateful creator and host of this podcast. Take a deep breath. Settle in. This space is for you. You may hear my cat Rev in the background. No, Rabbi is not the feline guest today or the feline co-host. Today's feline co-host is Rev, our giant orange fluffy cat. He looks like he's probably part Maine Coon or part forest cat of some kind. It's currently snowing in the St. Paul, Minnesota area, and uh, it's sort of a gentle snow, little flakes here and there. And the first snowfall always excites me, always makes me feel joy. The past few weeks have been stressful and difficult in my life, and seeing the snowfall reminds me of the magic of the world. It's a nice break, really, to be reminded of the magic. <clears throat> a break from the what we call doom scrolling, right? People spending time feeding their fear, scrolling through Twitter and their news feed, looking for things that outrage them. Isn't it weird? We don't want to be outraged. We say we don't want to be afraid, and yet we continue to addictively attach ourselves to headlines that feed our outrage. The algorithms are actually designed to feed outrage because uh, these tech companies and media companies know that outrage is what gets clicks, right? And I've learned recently that it's not just uh, outrage in a general sense, it's individual outrage. Your newsfeed, your Twitter feed is designed in such a way to respond to the things that make you feel anger and fear and outrage as an individual. It's tailor-made to your fears. And the first thing I think is, what a fucked up world we live in that people would do this, but it's what gets the most traffic. So it's not any longer about quality connection. So spirituality is all about quality connection, right? It's now about quantity. More is not necessarily better. Why have I been stressed lately? Well, I guess we could ask that of anybody who's been living in 2020. What makes us afraid? That's the question we need to ask when we feel stressed. We often feel stressed because we are grappling 
with feeling like we're out of control of the situations that face us in life. And control is always a fear issue and vice versa. Whenever I'm trying to control something, it's because I'm afraid. And whenever I'm afraid, it's because I feel like I can't control something. Humans love control. And I'm an addict, so I really love control. When people ask me, what do you want for Christmas? My first impulse is to say, just fill my stocking with more control. That would be great. But the whole goal of spirituality is to work against that default setting, that natural desire to cling to control. The whole goal of spirituality is to let go and to trust in faith that everything is as it should be. What are you afraid of? What's causing fear in you today? Maybe there's something new, some news about yourself. Maybe you've come out of the closet. Maybe you received a new diagnosis, a hard diagnosis. Maybe you're struggling with telling the truth about being an addict. Maybe you're just afraid of how people will respond if you dress the way you feel to work. Maybe you're struggling with how people will respond because you've gained some weight or lost weight. Maybe you're afraid that even though you have grown exponentially over the years that your view of God has changed even though your view of God has changed God is no longer this judgmental angry beast in the sky but is all love all grace, all compassion, all peace, all welcome, that you are still going to burn in hell for all eternity for your sins. <clears throat> Maybe you're afraid that the things that you've devoted your life to believing and practicing don't actually matter. And maybe you've wasted your time. Maybe you're afraid, like many of us are right now, that in nine days, or 19 days, can't remember how many, 
19 days. The president will be reelected and will have to live through another four years of racism, white supremacy, anger, sexism, harm to the environment, etc., etc. Or maybe <clears throat> you're on the other side of things and you're really frightened that if Joe Biden is elected, your way of life will diminish that people will not value your voice as much, that you will lose everything, that angry liberal anti-fascists will rule the streets and your homes will be burned to the ground, that disorder and chaos will reign. I don't know where you land today. I don't know. But we forget, dear friends, that we get to choose what we attach ourselves to, what we worship in every moment. The great David Foster Wallace, may he rest in peace, once said in his speech, this is water, in the day-to-day -day trenches of adult human life, there's no such thing as atheism. Everybody worships. We just get to choose what we worship. If you worship at the altar of fear, you will always feel out of control. You will always feel panicked. You will always feel like you have lost and that somebody else is winning. Hatred will set in. Malice, division, violence. As the great spiritual teacher, Master Yoda from the Star Wars saga says in Star Wars episode one, The Phantom Menace, Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. And remember, the Buddha said, life is suffering, and the cause of suffering is attachment or clinging or desire or addiction. Fear is just attachment. Fear is just clinging to control. And when you worship at the altar of fear, when you attach yourself to fear, you are simply attaching yourself to false evidence appearing real. Think about it. 95% of the things we're the most afraid of never happened to us. Some of us have legitimate, legitimate fears spurred on by our mammalian brain 
a survival instinct that kicks in because of past traumas. I would not seek to diminish that today. Those fears are real. Those fears are genuine. And they're helping you survive. But you deserve to do more than survive. You deserve to thrive in this time, in this place. So whether it's survival-driven instinct or false evidence appearing real, attaching ourselves to it, worshiping it, making it our God, our higher power, will only cause us the greatest of suffering, my friends. Remember that the word religion comes from a Latin word, religionem, which means to be bound or tied to something. This means that all human beings are literally religious beings. We tie ourselves to things. It's what we do. We attach ourselves to things. So if today you are attaching yourself to something, it's because you're human. So give yourself some grace. We can literally turn anything into a religion. Let's remember that we have a choice. We can choose not to turn fear into our religion, fear into our God, control into a way of life. Because only suffering, only suffering comes from fear. Someone's going to suffer when fear shows up. Someone, maybe not you, but your neighbor might. So if we slow down and ask the mindful spiritual question today, what is that question? The question might be something like, what am I so afraid of? And why am I allowing it to be my God? Why am I worshiping at the altar of my fear? What could I do instead? What could I choose in the moment instead of my default response of fear and anger and hatred and judgment and spite and division? What could I choose instead? I could choose the magic of the first snowfall in 2020. I could choose sitting next to my big fluffy cat and petting his belly and just giving gratitude for the fact that I get to be in this moment. Maybe you're going to connect with a friend that you haven't seen in a while. Tonight I'm connecting with one of my dearest friends in the world, my best Minnesota buddy. And, uh, I'm excited to see him. I mean, I haven't seen him in months, which sucks, but COVID, you know. Maybe I just give thanks for that, you know. What are you going to do today instead of worshiping at the altar of fear? Sure, express your feelings. Maybe you feel afraid today, but notice how you show up when you feel afraid. Are you feeling the fear and then letting it pass? Or are you giving it lordship over your life? To quote 
the Christians. Take a deep breath with me. Hold for four, three, two, one, release. Take a couple more deep breaths in the nose, hold and breathe out the mouth. No matter which way we slice it, dear ones, we're in a tough season whether personally and individually, whether in your individual homes or just in the nation and in the world in general. There has been terror and fear-driven issues at every turn in 2020. How do we break free of worshiping at the altar of fear in 2020? We accept a blessing. As you breathe and notice the rise and fall of your chest and stomach, I invite you to close your eyes and listen to this blessing by the great spiritual teacher, Jan Richardson. It opens with a text from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 13th chapter found in the Christian scriptures in the New Testament, verses 24 and 25. The sun will be darkened and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Maybe that's how you feel right now, that the sun is darkened and the powers in the heavens themselves has been shaken. This blessing is called blessing when the world is ending. Sit back, take a deep breath, and listen. See what you notice. See what stands out to you. Look, the world is always ending somewhere. Somewhere the sun has come crashing down. Somewhere it has gone completely dark. Somewhere it has ended with the gun, the knife, the fist. Somewhere it has ended with the slammed door, the shattered hope. Somewhere it has ended with the utter quiet that follows the news from the phone, the television, the hospital room. Somewhere it has ended with a tenderness that will break your heart. But listen, this blessing means to be anything but morose. It has not come to cause despair. It is here simply because there is nothing a blessing is better suited for than an ending. Nothing that cries out more for a blessing than when a world is falling apart. This blessing will not fix you, will not mend you, will not give you false comfort. It will not talk to you about one door opening when another one closes. It will simply sit itself beside you among the shards and gently turn your face toward the direction from which the light will come, gathering itself about you 
as the world begins again. Listen to those last two verses again. This blessing will not fix you, will not mend you, will not give you false comfort. It will not talk to you about one door opening when another one closes. It will simply sit itself beside you among the shards and gently turn your face toward the direction from which the light will come, gathering itself about you as the world begins again. Thank you. I love you. You are enough exactly as you are. Take good care of you today. And I'll see you on Monday.